Yes, yes, it's Kojo, Free Midfield Podcast. You know how we go. Um, a lot has been happening this week in the Premier League. A lot of action, a lot of action off the pitch as well. Sackings and um, returns. I'm, I'm quite used to returns in WWE. This is not a return that I thought I'd ever see um, at Chelsea. But we'll get to that. I've got two great guests, two returning guests. One that you haven't seen in a long time in particular, by the way. But he is back just for me. That's how we do things out here. Anyway, let's get the show started. Through midfield. Yes. And I'm going to introduce the two guests right now. We'll go first with, because I want to do something different here. I'm going to go first with my guy who I do the wrestling show with do you still watch wrestling the answer is yes it better be yes <laughs> dash how you doing bro what's good I've, I've swapped the the purple for the red today I clocked. You know, <laughs> got the football talk going on so you mm. know often enough you'll see me with the purple background but today it's red because i'm mm. representing the mighty arsenal how you doing guys yeah, all good, man. All good. Who are indeed on top, of, on top of the league as well. So I know you're flying high right now. Yeah, the um, elephant is still up there. So, mm. you know, we're going to see how long and if it can make it to the end. But yeah, we're, we're top I of the league that. right now. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for the Arsenal. And and of course, the other guest. Now, I can't remember the last time he was on the show. But that being said, he's been doing his own thing. He's been away from nothing the podcast world for a while now, you know. Um but he's still here and he's still looking good as ever. You know what I'm saying? Beaks, how you doing, bro? Yo, I, I can't remember my own intro. I mean, it's your boy, Beaks. There you <laughs> <I'm> go. Back. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So, you know, when you're so rusty and like, you ain't done, like, I ain't done a podcast for, I think it's really a year, fam. Mm. Maybe nearly a year. So, yeah, man, I'm just grateful and glad that Kojo called me. He's like, look, listen, jump on in it. And I'm like, right, you know what? I might as well, innit? So, I just thought, yeah, I'm gonna jump on and slowly get back into it, man. Um, I'm not PC. I'm not. I'm gonna. Be, I'm being real. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna hold back. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. If you don't like it, it is what it is. Um, let's just say ruthless, ruthless aggression. Ruthless yeah, aggression. No, like that. Yeah, no, ruthless no, aggression like with the attitude error. I'm ready. Mm. <laughs> I, put, I put the fingers. I ain't doing no PG thing. It's not. I'm not built like that. Do you get me? Yeah, me. So let's 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 get it cracking, man. Thanks for having me on, guys, man. I really hey, always, man, always, man. And you, anyone that listens to this show by this time, at this point, if you remember the first episode, I did tell you guys it may not be the best, um, or you're in your best interest to tell your kids to listen because we don't do anything calm over here. We're not, you know, this isn't doggy land. Bow wow wow. We ain't doing them <laughs> things here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, shout out to Snoop Dogg at the nursery thing. Yeah, by the way, my kids are doing that. We ain't doing that around here. You know what I'm saying? We're, uh, we're doing dropping like it's hot. You know, we're coming to give you that heat. So let's get started. Um, and like I said, a lot of action has been happening in the Premier League this week. But I want to start with this weekend coming up. Liverpool versus Arsenal is the big game this weekend. Two teams who last year, if you said to us that next season, Arsenal will be top and Liverpool will be lounging down there somewhere. You would have said, hey, yeah, you're joking, man. That's banter. But this season, Arsenal have been on red-hot form. They have performed very well home and away. They've looked good. They've looked comfortable when people have expected them to stumble. 
the stumble hasn't happened yet. People were looking at February and saying, yeah, that's Arsenal's time. Then they said March, yeah, that's Arsenal's time. Hasn't happened yet. Whereas Liverpool, they're saying, yeah, they beat by United 7 No, they'll come back, lost to Bournemouth. Football is a, it's a crazy sport. Dash, your team is top of the league. Yeah. How are you feeling going to Anfield this Sunday? Um, as you know me, man, I'm very pragmatic when it comes to all of this stuff. You know, um, not trying to get ahead of ourselves. I tend to look at games for for the game's sake. Each game um, will give you its own uh, sense of feeling and whether or not you you feel that you're going to go into the game and do something. Look, we've had a real poor poor time at Anfield, man. We ain't won there since 2012. Uh, Podolski and Santi, uh, Santi Cazola. Um, so it just shows you our history at Anfield is, is really, really bad. Going into this game, people saying that, you know, Liverpool's form, they're not playing well. I always believe that form doesn't really matter in certain games. You know, like this is a top four, top six rival. I don't think the Liverpool players and the manager will, will be wanting us to go there and to roll them over and then obviously going towards the title. So they've got enough quality um, to possess in in their ranks to be able to mount a good good challenge, a good um, a good match. Um, when it comes to Arsenal, what more can you say? You know, we're going after the title right now. Um, they have to be up for it. You know, they're going to have to be up for it if they want to if they want to create a you know more of a distance between themselves and City. They're going to have to win these type of games, but. Well, we're going into the ninth game, nine nine more games left. Mm-hmm. So when you think about it, it's like each game presents a different challenge. This is yet another challenge for Arsenal to get by because obviously if we win this game, we further the distance. Then we go into the next game, then the next game, then the next game. But against Liverpool, they've still got the likes of Mo Salah. They've got the, you know, Darwin Nunes. They've got, um, you know, Firmino who scores loads of goals against Arsenal. The fans are going to be up for it as well. You know, there's another big team that's coming to Anfield. And we all know, man, that Anfield, you will never walk alone song will be pumping and blaring. The fans are going to be behind the team. So for those that are saying that it's going to be a cakewalk for Arsenal, you need to revise what you're thinking because I still believe Liverpool will still have a big team mentality towards that game. Mm. Maybe the likes of Brighton have gone there and other smaller teams. Um, Liverpool have not really taken them serious, but any big team that goes there, look, they just beat Man United 7-0 at home. City went there also, never uh, never won. Um, so who who like there's no divine right for Arsenal to go there despite the form that they're in and being top of the table. So Arsenal's attitude and mentality has to be like, look, we have to go there and do like a professional job, not just think our oh, Liverpool are not doing well. Let's just it's just gonna be a cakewalk. Nah. It's going to be a tough game. And um, yeah, that's the challenge. It's yet, it's yet another challenge, isn't it? Because we're hearing for the likes of Gary Neville saying like, oh, if Arsenal beats Liverpool, then for sure it looks like it will be more of a case that the Arsenal is going to win the league. Well, we've been going through all of that, isn't it? If we don't mm. beat Tottenham, then <laughs> we're not going to win the league. If we don't beat this team, if we don't go away to this team. So it's yet another challenge. And um yeah, I'm looking forward to the game. These are the games that you look forward to when you're looking at the fixtures at the beginning of the season. These are the games that you look forward to and you're like, yes, Anfield away. If I could have got a ticket, I would have been there. But um, yeah, bring on Sunday, man, and let's see what we can do. 
Absolutely. Um, Beaks, he did mention two things that did um, spark my interest. The the fact that sometimes these kind of games, form does go out of the window because some teams turn up for a bit more games than others. And mm. number two, obviously, the much, much devastating loss that Man United suffered there. But I want to present this question to you because Man United also went there as a team in form and um, obviously came back away with a very humbling loss. Mm. But... Is there anything Arsenal can learn from that game? Because in my opinion, May Night were the better side in the first half and then let the game, or rather the occasion, play the occasion rather than the mm. game itself. Mm-hmm. If Arsenal were to fall into that trap, or if, in fact, let me just ask the question, what would be the best, best advice for Arteta going into this game to give the players, considering that Liverpool have done this to many teams before in the past? Yeah, um, obviously, when we spoke about it off camera, um, what I'd say is, again, when we're talking about form and whatnot, especially at Anfield, it's completely different. Um, I remember on a WhatsApp group, everyone was so confident that United was going to beat Liverpool. And I just had a, even I was confident, but there was just a little thing like just telling me, like, just take it easy. Even if you get a draw, just be happy with it. But don't go there 100% thinking you're going to win. And it is the occasion, bruv. It, like, that Manchester United versus Liverpool is a is always is one of the biggest games in the league, right? The players know it. The managers know it. And what I would say, what went wrong, Ten Hag was naive, okay? Right. What Arteta needs to do is not be naive, number one. Don't ever be naive. Um, you beat them uh, at, at, at Emirates during this season, that was great. They came, came, they came to the Emirates. They thought they were gonna, you know, flex their muscles and whatnot. And Arsenal said, "Nah, gee, we're not doing that. We're different this season." And we could see that change from the the back end of last season. Arsenal were just playing well, and they've just carried on that momentum from the last season to this season. And that's why they're at the top of the league. So, what, what I would say is, yes, maybe if you can, if you can quiet that crowd down and just play your normal game, I actually think Arsenal can actually do something here because again they have the momentum they're top of the league they're eight points clear at the moment when they go into that game at Anfield whether there'll be eight points or five points I don't know who's playing before but I don't know if City City, City's playing for, before and who's City playing uh, this weekend Southampton away Southampton away okay. yeah that even even City don't really when they go to Southampton they don't really do well over there history tells yeah, you yeah. do you understand yeah. what I'm saying so I think Arsenal don't be even bother thinking about City. Just focus on your own game. Don't be naive. Learn from what Man United's mistake because United conceded six goals in the second half. Bro, that's wild. I can't see Arsenal doing that. And I'll, I'll be real with you. What I will say is that you, man, really need to just take it back because, like you said, Dash, Anfield, the atmosphere is humbling. It's it is it it changes the game when they say that's their 12th man, that is their 12th man, right? 100%. But you man just have to go and play your game, play the way you normally play, cause a bit of disruption. You know who you can attack, you know who's a weakness. If they play the likes of Van Dyke, who hasn't been on form, I didn't I don't think he played during the week. If they play the likes of Trent, you know who to get at, you know who to get at. Their savior this season has been Allison. Okay, you guys know what to do. Just go there, play your game. And I'm pretty sure even if you get a point at Anfield, it's a huge point. Mm. It's a huge point because I tell you what, 
when you go to these big games, these big occasions, the the big the big teams, when you go and take a point there, and you're in this title race, it's it galvanizing. Goes it means a lot. That's mean a lot. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know we've what? Been, we've been in the title race for so many, so many times. I know this. We've seen it. Even you, man, have been in the title race for so. But it's just been a long time. Yeah, it's been a and long so time. We were different crop of players who are young. They're hungry. You've got experienced players who have actually won the league in the likes of Zinchenko, Jesus. Arteta is not a stupid man. I think the stupid person in the whole thing was Pep saying, "Yeah, go on, G. Like, yeah, I'll boss you, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to." <laughs> Actually thinking that they'll just get top four, like no, nah, boss you, like do you know what? The Champions League in it, yeah. Ah, see, look, see, I'm right. Only to look and say, hey, hold on. I never told he called, he called out, he, but Pep called out and said, yo, I told you. He said it in Spanish. I told you, boy, just top four. What's all this league thing? Arteta <laughs> locked off the phone. He WhatsApped him. He said, I'm coming for you. That's what he said. Book a t-shirt. Do you so, know? Yeah, do man. Do you know what the, uh, the good point that you mentioned? Yeah, the naivety. Mm. And um, if we remember back. I think it was last season. Was it last mm. season? Well, one of the games anyway. And um, there was a bit of a fracas on the sidelines between Arteta and Klopp. And then yes, basically yes, yes. that just galvanised Anfield. And it just, after Anfield started rocking, we were just done. Ever since then, that's why he's blaring out the speakers with you will never walk alone at training. Remember, I'm a documentary, bro. <laughs> people were laughing at, people were laughing at that. I know, I looked at that and I thought, do you know what? I've got a rating because that's... He understands. I, I, he understands. He's played in the game. He yeah. knows what it takes to win. Yeah. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. He, has, as a manager, hasn't won at Anfield. So he's thinking, yeah. bro, I need to shift this block in order to get over this hurdle. And what a way it would be, what a time it would be to get over that by getting them three points or even a point. Mm. Trust me, Arteta will be on his knees in that, in that dressing room crying because it means a lot, bro, at Anfield as well. I don't know what it is. I think it's the Everton days and whatnot. I think that's what really upsets him. He, but he, he fully it, He fully understands what it takes. And, you know, like, we, even myself as an Arsenal fan, I was like, what are you doing? Trying to play all this, the speakers at training, yeah. but... Just think about the thought process behind what he's actually, the message, basically. What he's saying is that when you go to Anfield, this is the hostility. This is how hostile it is there playing. And especially yeah. with the young players that he's got, you know, right. so a lot of the young players have not experienced Anfield. Like he wouldn't play that for the the the, the experienced man, the guys no. that have been there season, season in, season out Absolutely. at Anfield. But he's saying like, if you've never been Anfield, this is what they sing. This is how loud it is there. This yeah. is how hostile it's going to be. And you don't want the crowd to be on the Liverpool side. You want to mm. silence the crowd. And yeah. um, look, it is going to be a big game. Regardless if this was Liverpool, it could have been uh, Leeds, it could have been a Southampton, whatever. Our games now mean everything. Game by game, our cup finals. Cup finals but this yeah. game in particular, going to Anfield, everybody's going to have to be on job. Everybody's gonna have to be in job now. The good thing that I've I've liked about Arsenal this season is the never say die attitude. Yeah. Ne like how many late goals have you guys? How many late goals have you guys scored? Like it's crazy. Like, yeah, we scored quite a few late goals, but it's not just the the late goals. It's just like how we've been pushing in every game to the end. So never giving there's certain up, games yeah. where you could be down or things are not going well, and then by the seventieth minute. 80th minute, you're already like, oh, we're going to lose. We're playing right down to the 96th minute. 
Yeah. And um, a lot of the times, people used to get onto like the you know the Man United of back in the day, the Fergie time. Well, the Fergie time only worked is because they were playing to the end of the time. If you keep a sustained amount of pressure right to the end, something is bound to fall your way. You know what I'm saying? Something is bound to a, a scrappy goal or you know a, a, a shot from the edge of the box and it hits the bar and hits the keeper. These things you sometimes you've got to make your own luck. Don't wait for the opportunities. Make your luck. And this is what I've loved about Arsenal this season, especially away from home. Obviously, we've we've seen some some wins at home on on a late one as well. But yeah, man, I'm 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 excited. Um, if you was to ask me if I'm confident. It's a tricky one because I just know the record that we have at Anfield, but yeah. I'm excited for the prospect of winning because yeah. Yeah. it's just going to be another game towards the title. So we shall. Dare see. I say? Dare I say? <clears throat> with Mikel Arteta, and it's something, it's something that I I feel like he does that I like that a lot of former players term managers I feel like a lot of them do not do, and that's why sometimes they fail. Um, is he joined Arsenal, what, 2011 to 2016? And he won the FA Cup twice. I think it was Hull yeah. and uh, what was the other final? Villa. Villa. Yeah, Villa. right? Right, but in, in that, it was a weird time for Arsenal because, yes, he had won FA Cups, two FA Cups in there, but league form, European form was very, very up and down. Some devastating losses, some incredible wins sometimes. I remember um, the year, might have been the year that... Um, City won the league with the Aguero goal. He scored a goal at um at um, the Emirates. Yeah, that beat yeah, Arsenal. City. That beat Man City one. No, <laughs> if I remember, it was a long time strike, right? So he's had these good moments and bad moments. But what I feel like he he has really noticed was mentality and the players that maybe let down the the side at the time. And he really re- really recognized what it was that was blocking them. He hasn't allowed that to seep into this team, you know. Saliba's very young. If I'm being honest, this is what Gabriel's first title race. It's um, it's not Zinchenko's. But I say Zinchenko. It's not Zinchenko's. Um, you're right. It's everyone, bar, it's everyone barring Zinchenko and Jesus. Yeah, essentially, yes, exactly. And you know, um, obviously, as Big said, Arteta's not going to let you get any players ever again. But the point being, um, you've brought in two players that have been part of title races and know what it means to be part of that and challenge for that. And they've played a major part for both for their previous side, right? These guys, along with the other players, there's, uh, there's now a thing where you can say, look, these guys have been part of this, learn from them. But also, I want to teach you what it means to play for the badge, but also what it means to also manage moments and manage games successfully so you can get out of potentially awkward situations where so, so much so that if... A Saliba's not fit this weekend. The Rob Holding's in fine. You might not. The fans might not have the same confidence that they have in this pairing. But I'm going to teach you how to get into a zone and work out. Because Rob, Rob Holding, we all would have forgiven Arteta if after that sending off at Tottenham a year or two ago, he would have said, "Hey, done, done, done." But he sort of fed him back in. He knows his role, and when he's played, he's done his job this season. I think Arteta's done a very good job in managing the side mentally on top of getting them in form and physically and everything stuff, the mental side of the game is so difficult. And Arsenal have not been part of a title race since... What was the Ramsey year? No, so 20... Are you going to include the Leicester one? No, because Leicester were clear of... Even, yeah. I know I know, I know the banter Tottenham, but Tottenham were never close. <laughs> Tottenham were never close. They were, they were already close. I know I, I know the jokes, but they were never close. It, it was not I happening. Think it was, I think it was 06. 
Like, it can't have been that far back. What, when was it Ramsey uh, when, yeah, when Ramsey was hitting goals for Bans? 2012 or 2013? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was in and around that. Yeah, that was that was towards our that was towards our FA Cup. So that was the nah, they weren't in, they weren't in the lit, lit, now we weren't we weren't in the title race there, but it was um we obviously in terms of the team we had a really good team at that particular time, but just mm. FA Cup. If we're, to, if we're talking title title race, when did Eduardo break his leg? Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's probably no. that, that's probably the last time because oh, it was man. literally when Eduardo broke his leg and there was yeah. capitulation from us. So. Mm. Pro- probably yeah, that, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. But just to, sorry, just to quickly touch on because you made a very good point in terms of the the mentality aspect of Arteta. When Arteta's getting rid of um, a load of players and he's convincing the, the the board that look, certain these players we can't sell them on. You know, your Mustafis, your your um, your what's the it's basically Mustafis, your Aubameyangs, your, you know, the Lacazettes of the world and all that kind of stuff, you know, and then he's out in the ball like, listen, we've got to get rid of these guys. Either we yeah. get a little bit of change for them or you just let them go for free. But what I do want from my team is the mentality. This mm-hmm. is why you're seeing like the, the likes of Rob Holden who can get into the team and still continue on because the mentality of the players that are there now, the Arteta players, it filters onto the players that are willing to be on board. Like yeah. Arteta is not afraid to show you, like if you are not down for the cause, then you have to go. Guendouzi, uh, Torreira, these are players where they showed glimpses of like, you know, this is young talent and stuff like that, but they just, the mentality weren't there. Uh, Tavares, who's gone to Marseille, looked a bit of a, a, a bit of a talent, someone that you maybe think, okay, in time it'll work with, but the mentality weren't there. Go to go to France. Even with Saliba, as much as we're seeing the talent now, but Ma- yeah. Arteta's looking and thinking, I, I love the quality. I see the quality, but the mentality that I need you to come back with, I need you to come back with that hunger. I will need you to come knowing that you are now going to be the first teamer. You're not just coming here from Saint-Étienne as a young buck and going, I need you ready when you get here. So yeah. a load of the times, it is the mentality aspect. And with that, it's shown that these players are ready to just give everything to Arteta in, uh, you know, 96 minutes or whatever, right to the end. And that's what I've been loving from this season. And obviously we saw glimpses of that in the documentary and how they responded to Arteta. And it's it's just filtered onto the, to the new season. Well, we're going to see just how good Arsenal are. And, and for, I mean, look... Uh, I don't. I don't want to give any. Uh, I mean, we'll get into that later on. The prediction side of things, and what you think. Give some score predictions later on. But <coughs> we we got dealt with at Anfield. I just don't want to give any predictions out. But I, I did make the point on this podcast. I would predict a Man United win on that day, which I did. But I also said there's been times where we had the ultra dominant Man United on the side of Ferguson, and I do remember going to Anfield and being tucked away by David Ngo. So, you know, it's football is football, you know. Um, football but, is football. It's a humbling experience when you think to yourself that you're able to do something and then you go to a ground. You know, many a times I, I felt like, yeah, man, we should beat Spurs. Go away. Mm. You end up losing. It's just sometimes it's just each house 
has their way of dealing with you. <laughs> exactly Each that. house has their way of dealing with you, like, and you go there and you just crumble and you just and like, how? Us how did I, they slapped how did us I get they come away go. from that? Say, say that beats. They dealt with us proper. Them, them, them Ooh, they, they yeah, the you know, they, they broom, the broom and the belt, and they said you're gonna learn today. I've only just recovered now. Yeah, but I felt it, man. I felt it. Yeah, I wish yeah, you guys yeah. all the best. Uh, as much as I hate you guys. Nah, um, listen. You see, you see that even that comment alone. You know how I've been dealing with it. I'm like, thank you. It's just I need any type of positivity in this universe, <laughs> even if it's sarcasm, whatever. I'm taking it on board. Of course, of course, of course, course, um, course. Yeah, yeah but man. I just, I, I'll, I'll, you know what? You've you've come across as a really um, subtle fan, and I, I, I respect you, you people. Even my brother, he's very subtle and whatnot. It's you know the type of fans I'm I'm coming for. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will yeah, be there if you don't win this league. I will be there. I'll be at Emirates there. And I'll you know what? There. Yeah, there are, many, <laughs> there are many fans like me out there, but this social media no, place no, I don't think it I magnifies don't think, the bad I don't ones. So I don't think so. I've nah, grown there up, is. Nah, Dash, there I've is. grown up with them. I've grown up with all of you guys. <laughs> I've never come across someone like you. So that's why I appreciate this. And I just let I'm just saying it now. I'm just saying it live and direct. If you do win, you won't see me. If you don't win this league, you will see me. You will see me. Not, <laughs> not, 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 but you not you in particular, but I'm just just this is the attention for Arsenal fans. If you don't win, <laughs> yeah. Listen, you won't be able to differentiate or, or split hairs in between the Arsenal fans that are pragmatic and the ones that are just outright oh. out there but oh that's you, you don't know. think so oh god i've gone with them i know yeah, i can spot gonna... them a mile away i knew the moment you came on you were a good lad i knew that <laughs> i can see that i can see that and that's what i love i, I like that you know i like that and yeah. once if i can sense just sniff that it's going to be a problem i would never have told you good luck i'm being serious that could not come i hear that heart. I so I'm, uh, you understand what I'm saying? My man, my team, my United, we're just there. You know, we're just taking it easy. We're, we're, just there. It we're literally just there. Um, and if we're gonna have a nice segue, my United are there in the top four battle, a top four battle that they thought they would, they would not be dragged into. Mm. Um, but mm. the form has been very differentiated, uh, very de well, just not been as consistent as they thought it would be. Um, as we have obviously uh, mentioned, have since have been some devastating losses, but also some draws. And I always say this: I made this point in particular to a Liverpool fan the year that they lost the first year they lost the the, the league by a point. Um, it's the draws that hit you the most. If you draw too much, the teams that you don't see creeping on you will creep on you, and out of nowhere, suddenly you're thinking to yourself, "Oh my god, I'm back here again." Um, May United are in the top four race. They are level on points with Newcastle right now. Newcastle have a much more superior goal difference. May United's goal difference is plus five. Newcastle is plus 26. Goodness me. Yeah. Wow. Tottenham, who both clubs do have a game in hand on, they are three points behind. So if they both win, the six points is a more of a comfortable gap for them. However, they also have a much more positive goal difference of 12. And I am going to mention this side because I do firmly believe in my heart of hearts that they might creep into the top four and you won't see it coming. It's Brighton. Brighton have played 27 games. They have a goal difference of plus 17. They have two games to handle Spurs. They win both. 
Spurs are no longer looking at that top four as much as they thought they would be. Mm. But also, Manchester United and Newcastle will have the Seagulls on their back. Beaks, um, how confident are you that United are making this top four in this current moment in time? I'm 95% sure that we'll get top four. Okay. And the 5% is... I'll tell you what the 5% consists of, the doubt that creeps in. Obviously, the games, the games that we have, cup competition, um, you know, people say, yeah, but, you know, if you want to win all, you got to go for it all. And that's great in that. But do we have the squad to do that? Mm. Do you understand? That's where that's where the difficulty lies in. And I respect Ten Hag. I think Ten Hag has come into this side, changed everything. Um, I haven't really been able to speak out on it. Um this is my first time speaking now on how well we, how I, how I, this is the first time I'm speaking on how you, I, how I feel that Ten Hag has done for United. I think he's done a great job in his first season in to, to get, this is, the, yeah, people need to understand, this is the same side that finished, where did we finish last season? Like, was it like sixth, seventh? Something along that. Might, might be fifth or sixth, yeah. I'd be surprised if it, was, if it was even that. I don't even think it was fifth or sixth. I think it was definitely seventh. I need to uh, take that up. Um, but to get this side back together, considering the fact that we lost 4-0 at the beginning of the season and we lost to Brighton as well, to get it you know, up and running again, dealing with the Ronaldo situation um, and just putting this mentality of go out there and play your best and just never give up. I like that. And obviously, we've been hit as well with the term, in terms of losing to Liverpool, that humbling de- uh, defeat, which has kind of dragged our morale down just a tad. I'm not going to yeah. say it's been been mad, but you know, we ended up winning during the week um, against uh, the likes of um, Brentford, who we did lose four 0 at the beginning of the season. Now, for me. Like I said, where where that doubt creeps in is where is are we going to be able to sustain this uh, level of trying to go for top four? Yeah, trying to win the Europa League, trying to win the FA Cup. Can we do that? I don't. I I'm going to be real as as I can be. I don't think we can. Okay. okay. A lot of people will turn around and say, but you're a United fan. you got to look at it from a perspective of a footballing fan. If Arsenal were going through the same motion, I would say the exact same thing. So why can't I say, as a United fan, that I don't believe that's going to happen? I've just got to be real. So for Ten Hag, I actually believe it's either he focuses on one or the other. Okay? okay. I don't... I, I would love to win the FA Cup, the Europa League, and to make sure we get top four. Is that realistic? I don't think so. But I do believe that we'll get into the Champions League next season is how we do it. I would rather just do it with the league. Um, I think the cop competition there, yes, there's a there's a high percentage that United can go and win that. But it's a it's a gamble. What do you want to do? How many games have we got in the league? We've still got games in hand. Who else do we have to play? We've played the likes of Arsenal twice. We lost and we beat them. We've played uh, City. We lost, we beat them. We've played Liverpool, we lost, we beat them. <laughs> you can see what I'm going through. We've beaten the big teams, however, them small them other teams there that have beaten us and we've got draws, we still need to make sure we recuperate them points. And I believe we can. 
coming to OT is very difficult at this point this season. Um, many teams have tried and they've failed. And that's one thing I have to give props to Ten Hag. He knows how to manage. He knows when he has to take a player off because something's not working. It didn't work for some times that we've lost, but the fact that he tries and he you know, wants to give it a go is what makes me happy. We haven't had that with a manager uh, for a very, very long, long time. Yeah, Very, yeah. very long time. I'm talking the likes of Oli, who would just... If Oli would do this, as you, man, man, just go have fun. Yay! Whoa! <laughs> I'm not lying. Yeah. No, no, you're <laughs> telling you're telling the truth. You're telling Yo, the stone cold truth right everyone now. Everyone would be like, oh, come on, this is great. And everyone's scoring for fun. That's great. But then at the back, we're leaking fuck loads of goals. <laughs> we're, we're getting battered here, fam. So, you know, it's about bringing um, control into the game. And that's what Tim Hag's done. I do believe we'll get top four. I just believe we'll miss out on one of the trophies at the end of the mm. season. We've got a trophy. Ten Hag can, you know, put his hand up and go, I got you a trophy. Let's kick on next season. Do you understand what I'm saying? Putting so much pressure on once on his first debut season. I mean, everyone was saying we we're going for the league. Everyone was forcing that. You're going for the league. You're going for the league. Were we in the title race at one point? Of course we were. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and go. You think so? Never in. Bro, we were. Let's, let's be real. At a point, we were like, I think two or three points behind Arsenal. We were leveled on the points. Crystal Palace game is the Crystal Palace game. Bro, Win that it wasn't then. even oh, that yeah, Crystal Leeds, Palace yeah, game. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it wasn't even that Crystal Palace game. It was the Leeds game, bro. The Leeds game and then the Crystal Palace right after. Okay. Imagine now, it's it, it it when we're talking about mentality and how if the game can change. If United had won, it's always if buts and maybes. But if United had won against Leeds and Palace. Where would we be right now? Do you understand yeah, what I'm saying? A lot can change in that moment, but we didn't do it. And that's what fucked up our base. And that's why we are now dragged into this top four race, bro. We we only picked up, we've only that's our first win since we've won the um the the League Cup, bro. Against first them. win and first goal. And yeah. first goal. That's crazy, yeah. bro. That's a mind blowing. All them losses, draws in between, it's not good. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that's why I'm saying. Something has to be sacrificed in order to get that top four. And I'm telling you now, the objective is to get United back into the Champions League. He's going to have to look at that and think, what am I going to do here? But if it means that, I'm not saying that he's he's obviously looking at that, but if it means that he can go on and win the Europa League and FA Cup and get top four, kudos to him. Do you understand? That's, he's had a fantastic first season. He's For me, in my eyes, he's, a, he's had a great season anyway. Do you understand what I'm saying? But something will have to give. I'm being I'm being deadly real. I can't lie to you guys. I know you United fans want to hear something different, but bro, it's <laughs> I don't know what you think, Kojo. I'm I, I like to, you know, see your point, but that's the way I'm seeing it from that perspective. Yeah, it's a tough pill uh, to swallow. I know, I know, I know. No, I, it is. I I because I I went to the season with no expectations. So when people were saying title race, I never looked. At, I never looked at it. I was just like, ah, cool. If no, if you but went, you didn't have that expectation. But during the season, you're seeing the gap. You oh have yeah, to, the gap, the gap right. that's what that's what I'm saying. I'm, I never went in. I never went into the season thinking we we're going to win the league or go mm. challenge. But at one point, when you're seeing that, you're thinking, ah, right, cool, we're in it. You lose them games, you're out. Simple. It's it's oh, it's, it's, it's as real as it gets. That's a fair point. I think for me, the 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 issue was maybe it's because I I sort of still lack faith in a lot of the players that even though we were that close, 
I didn't look at that and say, because I, I, a lot of people were asking me, are we in a title race? And I was saying to them, I don't think so. Even though the gap, you, you said the gap was two, three points. So that, that sounds stupid to say. But at that time, I was just like, I, I don't think so because I didn't, I, there's, there's still a lack of faith in there mm. for me to be like, yeah, you know, yeah, we're in the title race. Because for me, when I say that, I, I'm saying that I trust these guys to keep going with Arsenal and Man City. That's what fair I'm saying there, right there in the fair statement fair for fair me. Fair so it, I couldn't say that. However, you did make a fair point. And those games, and that's why I asked the question <laughs> about the confidence because Leeds and um, Crystal Palace, it's not to say that they they are very much unworthy of getting points off a of Man United or anyone else that's challenging for the title. But these are the games, as Dash said, you, you should be winning. And Absolutely. It, is, it is such a big statement because essentially, if you're going to try and win for the title, every game, you have to try and win. You have to aim to win the every game. But there's, there's this always a, a statistic where there's a club that's challenging for the top four that somehow wins their home games, but when it comes to their away games, they struggle to beat the teams that are like 13th and above. And mm. what is that issue? Why are they struggling to do that? Is it because these teams are just as competitive as them? Because I could argue mm. that obviously they beat Brentford 1 0, but it wasn't comfortable. Brentford have been good this season. Brentford mm. deserves to be where they are. And Brentford are potentially, potentially, if. um the Conference League um, qualification comes down to a league position, then they could potentially finish seventh and they could probably potentially get into that competition and we look at them as a European side. Similar to what um, Burnley did years ago, I'm sure that's when they had one stellar year and they're going to the qualifiers for the Europa League. So, you know, that's 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 where, you know, my doubt is with this club because Ten Hag has done a good job. I feel at times he has made himself trip over a couple of times. True, true. But... But overall, he's done a good job with the players that he's got. Again, I will say this: I am also still very wary. I'm not. He hasn't got 100 of my trust. It's not that I don't think he's done a good job. I'll re- re- I will reiterate for the listeners: I think he's done a great job this season. But we have been here before, under uh, a manager with a better, a bigger reputation, and a manager who, uh, nah, you know, I'm not going to call him a manager, man. He, he was a cheerleader. But the point being, the point being, I'm not saying he's them. And, you know, I'm hoping that he does get the right back in to build his team and continue to build his squad, get his football going. Because you're seeing, you can see in the dots in there, even to the point where, for example, I used to be saying that in the past, but Tom would like just go from his position, drift out of right, you wouldn't be able to see him in the midfield. So him and Fred suddenly go from here to here. Whereas if you, I, I watched not much of Ten Hag's Ajax <coughs> and obviously watching a lot more of Ten Hag's United as they are my club. But if there's anything I can by similarities is he liked this eventually when he's pushing forward and trying to win the ball a lot more further forward you have like five six players sort of like in line with the forward players and one sure. of the attacking midfielders that you got three over here sort of protection yes. at the one center back and then you got your goalkeeper doing his thing you know mm. so you can see he started to do the dots there so now when i see about they start to drift out wide or maybe go a bit more forward i'm not getting mad at him anymore because maybe that's instruction um but look uh I, I do agree with that. In terms of my confidence for the top four, I still think we will make it just about. And the reason I say that now, and the reason why I asked about the other clubs, which I'll come to you, Dash, Newcastle have found their form again. I was saying a couple of weeks ago that until they had beaten, uh, what's their name? Wolverhampton Wanderers at home, they had won one out of their last eight. So that win has made it two out of their last nine. But since then, They've got more wins and they had a devastating win at West Ham, a 5 1 mm. humbling for West Ham. Mm. A uh, beatdown. A proper beatdown. 
a proper beatdown. Look at the beatdown that Brock Lesnar gave almost. Um, <laughs> that was so bad. Bro. <laughs> and, uh, but Tottenham, I said, I said Brighton, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to Brighton later. There's a reason mm. I, I mentioned them, but we'll get to them later. Um, Tottenham. Now, I don't know what it is with this club, right? Maybe you, you can give me more insight as their neighbour. Even when they are having a season where you just think, ah, Tottenham will be in Tottenham again. For some reason, the clubs above or below them trying to challenge for the top four can't shake them off. Because if you're talking about Tottenham this season and the way that their fans have been fuming about how they've been performing, they shouldn't be part of this race. They shouldn't mm. even be close. But for some reason, Harry Kane. <laughs> I was just about, about to say that. Yeah. Elaborate, elaborate me for me. Listen, this is prime example of when you have an equalizer. Yeah. When you have an equalizer in your team, it allows, it affords you to be able to have uh, the opportunities to be able to compete for the position that you're in. Now, I liken this to the time when we had Van Persie. Although we wasn't doing so well, Van Persie still comes up with a goal, still scores goals. Um, Sanchez still comes up with the goods. When you've got someone that can still score goals, then you have every opportunity to... Those games that might be nil-nil, they become one-nil. Those games that are 2-1, those close games, basically, and you end up getting those wins. Now, add that with the fact that teams around you are not playing well, then you're doing what Edge does, the master of opportunistic <laughs> ways. Yeah? You're no, going I, to I, cash I, it in. Before I, let you continue, before I let you continue, Edge World Championships continue. Anyway. <laughs> barring, barring the championship. No, in all seriousness, that's literally what it is. You know, without Kane, let's just keep it real. Without Kane, Tottenham will be languishing. Yeah, they will be languishing because they're not great defensively. Midfield is not great. Um, and the other strikers and forwards, they're not doing anything. So who is keeping Spurs afloat? is Kane. Um, so they're going to have a massive issue next season if Kane decides to leave. Um, but at the same time, as much as you've just mentioned, a load of Tottenham fans would be upset and rightfully so because, you know, they want to be competing. They want to be challenging and stuff like that. Um, they are not doing great. You know, they're not doing great. They're out of all the competitions in regards to any type of silverware. And now they're just competing for the top four. Now, the question is, what is Spurs' level? What is Spurs' level? Are they contenders? Or are they exactly where they are and where they need to be? Um, and just literally... Are just you, Dash, are you, sorry to interrupt. Are you asking for this season or for like future purposes? No, I'm, just, I'm asking for... In general, because okay, it's always for you, for you, for you. Before, not, before no, no, not just you. Where do you think, it, it where runs? Do you think? I run, <laughs> I run a risk. No, 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 no. Forget your Arsenal bias. Where do you think, as a football fan, as me, a football fan, I'm me as a you, football for fan. For you, for you, for you. For me personally, mm. let's take this away. Take that away. Yeah. I, I believe Tottenham are where they they're supposed to be. Well, I was I'll shake they're, your hand right now if I could. Yeah, no, no, no. I'll be, I'll be real. They're, they're not, they're not in a position to challenge, and they're not in the position to be, um, you know, winning trophies and stuff like that. Their team and everything around their team is a mess, and a lot of the stuff that they're going through right now 
is very similar to what we experience at Arsenal. You know, mm. moving into the new stadium, trying to balance between uh, making the club more commercially viable at the same time to keep the, the on-pitch stuff going. Um, but in our, in our way, we had to keep selling our best talents. Mm. Daniel mm. Levy has found a way that commercially he can bring the NFL, he can bring F1, he can bring concerts and stuff like that. But there's always going to be a give and take. And there's going to be a sustained period of time where they need to understand where they are in, in terms of the pecking order. Um, so, you know, as much as the Tottenham fans will be like, oh, we need to be winning trophies. We need to be like this. You, you just don't have it right now. You don't have the minerals. You don't have the players. You don't have the manager. Um, everything is not aligned. But, and, and I've said this to a load of Tottenham fans. I said, you know, you're 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 making the yard shiny on the outside, but inside you're sleeping on a mattress. You don't have no curtains. You got they, the bed they don't even sleep on a mattress. It's dusty. <laughs> on, on the you got the it's bed whole, sheets. The whole, the, they they use uh, uh they use um what's it called carrier bags. Yeah. Like, like you got the bed sheets and the windows for curtains. You know Jeez. what I mean? But it, it it is it is the history of the Tottenham. You know, like we we know we. We, we we banter about that, but you got someone from Juventus who's not even in the Premier League and he's telling you, like, from the outside looking in, this is your history. It's Woo. mad that way, isn't it? And then the crazy thing is, I don't think the last time I've ever seen, ever seen a manager of his own team literally dissing the team that he's at, drop the mic and bounce. I don't think I've ever though. seen that. It was needed, though. It was, it was needed. needed, but come on, man. We've seen, we've all been in bad situations. All our clubs, Man United, yeah. Arsenal, Liverpool. You know, I, I remember even one time, uh, Brendan, uh, not Brendan, um, Benitez. He was also very disgruntled, vocal. with, you know, yeah. very vocal. But he was just vocal in terms of like just wanting to compete. Conte dissed everything. He aired out everything. He went at the owners next. He went at the players. He went at just the whole thing. It's just like, look, I'm not here to do project management. I'm here to win. What do you bring me here for? You know what I'm saying? So, once again, if I, if I say this, wearing this top here, people just be like, ah, oh, it's just an Arsenal fan trying to this. I'm talking strictly as a footballing man because I believe like Tottenham, to be fair, and this is coming from me as an Arsenal fan, yeah. if they added three, four good players... They could be pushing towards, you know, a, a trophy or something like that. But they don't have that quality. They don't have the players. And the backing of the squad is not there. So exactly where they are is where they need to be. You know, I just want to I just, just quickly chime in on that. Yeah, quick. Go on, go on, go on. I'm go just on. gonna I'm gonna quickly round it up and make it easy because what you what Dash has just done has been exceptional. Uh, that was great form, and I'm just gonna <laughs> clean it. I'm just gonna warm with you. I've got the polish here. I'm just gonna do that. I just gonna ask two questions. Okay, number one, before King, where were uh, where were Tottenham? They were definitely not a team that was uh, being spoken of of um, okay. any type of credential. I guess. I guess they after they lost after they lost Bale and they had that weird, stupid transfer window. They they yeah. lost themselves and then Kane came and became a savior again, right? Yeah, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. That's clean. That's okay. So if we take Kane out of this side now, which Dash has already explained, um, obviously Dash said 
they're where they are. They're supposed to be where, where they are now. And that was with Kane. Take Kane out of this side. Take Kane out of this side. Where do you see them? Oh, you, you know, you see where Chelsea are right now in eleventh. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And 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 just to round it off as well, it's a sad. What well, say sad? To see the likes of Son not being able to to, to rediscover the form that we thought. Mm-hmm. If a Kane does leave, Son is the next person that you can build on. And he, I mean, I mean, they, I mean, they got the likes of Richarlison, who's got no league goals uh, this what? season. And oh, you know, that's, who, that's who they can be building around. Let's just hope and pray for them. I just feel like they're a top <laughs> 10 side. Um, once Kane goes, it's game over. Um, this is what they are worried about, and they should continue to be worried about that, especially next season. Can I me? see Kane there next season? I don't know, man. I don't know. Me I'm telling you right now. Me personally, I'm going to say this because I've been waiting for this day to come. I've been waiting for this day to come. I'm not even a Tottenham fan. I'm not even close. I'm not even close. When people, Cahill, Cahill, you say I'm a Tottenham fan on this show because I would give them praise. Yes, I gave them praise because they gave me Carrick and Berbatov. So I nice you a little bit. That's cute. Thank you very much. You know what I'm saying? You gave me your gifts. Now get out of here. You know what I'm saying? But the point being, the point being, yeah, and hopefully you give me Kane next as well. That, that's that's heritage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the, the point being for me is the reason why I keep reiterating to their fans that what Conte said was needed and regardless of what they think about his football and everything else, the reason why it's needed, I need to stop, they need to get out of this trap of, oh, but you're, you're the manager, you can't do this, is as football fans, we, like you said, Dash, we've all been in terrible situations, right? But in Arsenal's worst situation, they won accolades. In my yeah. worst situation, they won accolades. And the reason why is because I will say this. I'm not saying I don't. I'm not going to say that Spurs fans are at, will be at peace most of the time with their club when they're making some sort of progress and stuff. They want accolades just as much as the next person, right? But they're not as, or rather, they they're too comfortable with certain characters. And I've, I said this last week. I'm going to say it again. Harry Kane is the only one in this squad that can walk with his head held high. Son cannot. And it's not just based off the season because that guy's inconsistent as hell. You're talking about someone that had a golden boot year last year. The previous year, <clears throat> when Kane, Kane was injured, he scored a couple of goals. And then Kane came back and suddenly he went ghost again. This Kane-Son partnership, by the way, is Kane finding Son. Let's, I can count on one hand how many times Son has found Kane. But anyway, it's a, it's a one-way street. Number two, as Dash, as much as I like that you said that even four or five players because... To be honest, yeah, I think maybe if you had four or five with better mentality as well, you can help that team propel to like a Carabao or an FA Cup. Exactly that. The amount of work this team needs here is crazy. And it's the reason I asked the question of why are they still lounging about? Because once they lose Kane, it's like, oh my God, what happens now? Laurie passed it. The whole defence, not even individuals, Finish. just the whole defence, wipe them away. Wipe Get them, them out of here. Davison Sanchez... Is not better than if Phil Jones came back from injury right now. He hasn't improved. <laughs> he has not improved. He's done Jones! nothing. He's done, niche. He's done niche. And he was bought for 40 million pounds sterling. He's done niche. The transfer fee is not his fault, but improvement is or lack of improvement is his fault. Yeah. Midfield, apart from Ben Tanker and maybe Hoiberg, because he performs here and there. Apart from him, again, scrap the rest. Scrap the rest. And up front, Kane done his thing. Son, a bit of a cult hero, but hey man. Again, inconsistent for me. Kulusevski had a great year last year. This season he's been injured quite a bit, so I'll nice him a little bit here. 
But hey, man, I'm watching you, by the way. I'm watching He's you. He's been found crazy. out, man. And Lucas Moura is still living off one night in Amsterdam. He's le- he's leaving. He's leaving in the summer. He's definitely he better, going. He better he's leaving because he shouldn't be there. I don't know why he's still there. Why is he still there? Brian Hill got sent out on loan. He's still there. Skip has gone on loan and come back two, two, three times, and he's still there. He shouldn't be there. Get him gone. Go. Bye. See you later. Um. So as much as I I I. I think they have potential to add four or five players. And I do I do actually firmly agree with that. I think they do have to add four or five much better players, especially up here, to improve the team. Because that's what that's what Conte was talking about. Keep blaming me. Keep blaming me and the other managers. Let me tell you right now, Ben Davies was a strong bench player for Pochettino. He's come on on the 80th minute. He was not touching pitch for a whole 90. He wasn't playing centre-back. He wasn't playing left-back for 90 minutes in the back three or back four or back five. He was not part of the project. He was just another guy there. And now Eric, he's getting he's getting consistent minutes. Eric Dyer as well. Eric Dyer. Dyer Eric by Dyer. name. Dyer, Dyer by Dyer character. By Dyer. Dyer wasn't even a centre-back for Poch. More time he put in defence in midfield. On his debut, he scored the winning goal at uh, Upton Park. And you're telling me that this guy is going to lead your defence? And he's leading... You know, I, I even like Romero a little bit, even though he's a bit of a hothead. I he's said a bit. He's actually a very much of a hothead. I do like him a little bit, though. I like aggressive defenders. I like guys that like to defend. He's passionate about it. I like mm-hmm. that, man. That's nice. It's, it's beautiful, right? Even him, yeah, I think he's called... Why well, that's called Tottenham Syndrome. And for his sake... For his sake, if Tottenham diagnosed as well, <laughs> if Tottenham don't, yeah, oh, it's proper diagnosis. When we do diagnosis yeah. out here, it's like when um Cahill said Arsenal signed someone and he was wengerfied. <laughs> I'm <laughs> fucking done. <laughs> that that one, that one killed me. Um, <laughs> but, wengerfied, wengerfied. But um, the point being, if Romero doesn't see this team improve in next season, you know, on the football manager, when you're going to sign a player and they ask you. Are you okay with me using this club as a, as a stepping stone to better things? I'll do my thing here and then go. If I'm him, I'm having that conversation right now. And go to Daniel Levy and say, listen, I'm not Harry Kane. We're not doing 100 million pounds here, yeah? Get me out of here. 50 million solid. Get me out. I'm gone. Anyway. Yeah, listen, in conclusion, we listen, it's, it's nothing new with Tottenham. And, and I'm, I'm going to repeat this. This is nothing new from Tottenham. I think for me as an Arsenal fan as well, most of the times when you're listening to podcasts and pundits and stuff like that and how, um, you know, they lift Spurs and give them all the accolades and the adjuration and all all, all of that stuff. And, you, and I'm looking and I'm thinking, this team is not doing anything. Like, they're not winning any trophies. They come above Arsenal and it's like, okay, they... Uh, listen to this. When they said that the power shift has changed, that's mm. when I knew to myself, this is just a publicity thing. How can a power chip change when, when a team doesn't win no trophies? Arsenal finishing above Tottenham for about 20 years straight and then Spurs finish above them, above Arsenal about five years and then all of a sudden there's a power change. Let's Come on, man. In our mo- in our worst time, as you mentioned, Kojo, in our worst time, we still were able to win trophies. How yeah, are we yeah. able to do that? How are teams in their worst moments of their history they're still able to win stuff. And then you got a team in their best moments of their history. They're winning nothing. Come on, man. 
So even, I'm glad to see that now the other fans. Even Liverpool did it. Even Liverpool did it. Even Liverpool did it. When, even when Klopp in his first year came and saw this squad, he said, Jesus Christ, Emre Chan, Jordan, this this Jordan Henderson, not the one Wigan. that got better. Yeah. Wigan. Yeah. Wigan won the FA Cup. Yeah. <laughs> against Man City. We can't, we, we can't really sit here and be talking about power shift and whatnot. And, you know, I, I guess fans will always banter and go... No, but Beats, this is not just fans. This is pundits. These are sky. No, I think I think the punditry there. I think they got lost in their ways and whatnot. And I think it's evident that they obviously had an agenda against Arsenal at the time. They've always had an agenda against Arsenal. Um, let's be real, and that's why they were going off it. That's that's why they're going to say all of these things, isn't it? And more time, I can't lie to you, man. That's why. When it comes to like the pre-game, the pre uh, or post-match, I don't even listen to Sky Sports anymore. I just watch the game and I go, "All right, cool, man. I've made my mind up, man." Yeah. Because the the propaganda that they feed out, it's just long, man. Honestly, it's long. Ooh. And look at look, Spurs are not doing well. Have you seen any like negativity from? You're not gonna see it, beast. You're not so, gonna see it. Let's let's be real. Just, they, they target, you know, they you know target the, the ones that will dominate. Like, yeah, like but you know what? Like you know it. how I've taken I've taken solace with that, and 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 I've understood the game is like mm. it's all about relevancy. Yeah, your Man United, your Arsenal, your Liverpools, your Man Cities, the the teams that you're expecting. Uh, obviously, I'm putting Arsenal because of the history of of our our performance throughout the Premier League and stuff like winning leagues or whatnot or trophies. Yeah. Um, but these are teams that you're expecting to to do something in the course of the season. So when they don't do something, rightfully so, they should get abused and you know Absolutely. criticized or whatever. Yeah. But when you are teams like your Tottenham's, I don't know. Everton's and all of these other yeah, tea, yeah. table tea, you know what I mean? Like if they don't win anything, you're like, ah, right, cool. When they mm. when they're uh, showing any kind of promise, you're gonna boost them, like the the little brother that they are in it. Oh, yeah. go on, you're doing very well. The older <laughs> brother now, they're the one that are getting more critic, like they're getting criticized the most because they're underperforming and underachieving. So we get it, man. We get it. But this season, if we're just saying all in all, like. Now that there's the, the likes of Newcastle, you're seeing Brighton, your Man United are also just pushing on. Um, it's going to be very tough for them, man. It's going to be very tough. And now that they've installed the, the assistant of Conte and Ryan Mason as the, the duo to be the manager to try and push Spurs into that top four, it's going to be a big, big mistake, man. I, f- I feel like uh, Con- uh, Daniel Levy... Um, should have pulled the trigger a long time ago, knowing full well how Conte Conte was already saying all of these things last season, coming on live TV and dissing the team, but then you still continued on with him. So they should have made their change a long time ago, got the manager that's going to be the project manager that they need, and then move on from that. Now, whether that's going to be the Nagelsmann of the world, is it going to be Poch, going to be running back to his old girlfriend? We don't know, but these win-quick microwave managers that they want, it's not gonna work for them. It's not gonna work for them. That's a stop buying Uncle Ben's and go and yeah. buy that and put it on the rice cooker and cook it properly. Need that another club, group. another club who is returning to a former love for some reason I don't know why. It's Chelsea. Now Chelsea have a beautiful, beautiful relationship with Frank Lampard as a player. Wonderful goal scoring from midfield, elite midfielder, top goal scorer of his whole club. Very rare for a midfielder. So, accolades to Frank Lampard. 
right now, but became manager of Derby. Didn't get promoted twice, but somehow got promoted himself to Chelsea. <laughs> Worked out not so wonderfully there. Found his way back into the Premier League again. <laughs> Guy obviously loves blue. Went to Everton. Didn't work out there. Got sacked. Now, if you told an Everton fan that Frank Lampard's next job would be Chelsea again, they would have told you, scrap the new stadium and just get us relegated because <laughs> that's a lie. But in this very much April, in fact, let's, let's, let's put the date that it happened. 6th of April, 2023. This is a Thursday, by the way, before the bank holiday weekend. Shout out to bank holiday. Frank Lampard is back in management at Chelsea again. This ain't no April Fool either. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm listen, I'm gone in. We don't do April Fools. We don't even know what that is. <laughs> listen, Frank Lampard's back, and I I don't I don't understand why he's back. And Jamie Carragher said that um the first good smart decision Bowley made ever at the club was letting Potter go because it was just running its course and it should have been happened it should have happened some time ago. But then I feel like Lampard I feel like Jimmy Carragher this weekend he's gonna take that back because Frank Lampard is in the job again as manager of Chelsea. Now whether it's interim, whether it's part-time, whether it's temporary, whether it's contract, whether it's <laughs> I don't know, whether it's cheerleading whether it's just there to spot the people them, whether it's to see a, a reunion with Ashiko and them, man, I don't know what it is. Hey, maybe he's going to bring Frank, uh, Frank Maluda there, give him enough minutes so he can get a testimonial at Chelsea. <laughs> Who knows? The point being, he's back and I don't know why. Beaks, why is Frank Lampard back at Chelsea? Top B, man. <laughs> <laughs> Top B. Todd Bizzle, dog. Todd Bizzle, Todd dog. Bizzle. You don't know my name, dog. Todd B. Todd Let's B, be real, bro. Let's be real, innit? Yeah. I don't know what's happening over West London. I don't know what they're drinking. I don't know what's in the water. I ain't got a clue, bro. That moonshine. I just feel like... Moonshine. <laughs> I'll, I'll be real. I'll be real. I feel like Todd B has gone... Uh, what was the manager uh, that was managing uh, Chelsea before we got Tuchel in. One of the guys of Lampard. We got rid of him. But he's a legend, man. He's a legend. <laughs> Ain't that him? That's him. They looked at the board. They said, that's him. Bring him back, dog. I need him back. <laughs> Bring him back, dog. That's what my man said. Bro, I don't know what's <laughs> happening over there, but let me be real. I'm loving it. Oh. <laughs> um, bro, how is Chelsea not even in the top 10? Bro, what? do you know how crazy that is? And you know what makes it even worse? They went and brought the man that couldn't even... Uh, I'm so... I'm lost for words. Guys, This like these men have said, this is not April Fool's, bro. Lampard is back at the bridge as a manager. Whether they want to get relegated or not, I don't know. That's their business, isn't it? Do you understand? How can a manager who managed Everton nearly got them fucking relegated be back at a club of this magnitude? Where? What direction? Are, I, I, okay, I get it, right? I, I understand, yeah? Um, we're towards the end of the season, but to get Lampard in to manage these men again, 
<clears throat> like what's going man, man I'm moving as if Lampard is ghost hidden in that bro what bro, is going man. on bro? bro this isn't the way forward guys but if you man want to do that by all means G <laughs> this is the downfall that you man deserve I'm happy that you man are going through this we're not mother's life yeah uh, Arsenal Man United have gone through the trenches but it ain't been this fucking bad, man. And you know what makes it even worse? The amount of money they spent, the oh. amount of players they've got in and whatnot. They're, honestly, when I... Bruv, I was reading The Athletic the other day and my man said uh, uh, two of the players will have to change outside the changing room, bro. I said, wait, what? <laughs> they were Sunday so, League. Sunday League things, bro. They can't... They, bro, that's how much players these men have got. What's going on? And on top of that, I thought... I, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I shouldn't laugh, innit, yeah? God. When I heard that these men were calling Potter Hogwarts and them man, they were calling and Harry, him, they were calling him Harry. Oh, where's Harry? Hogwarts, yeah. Oh, but, but, Hogwarts but, but, wait, wait, but he could he couldn't perform magic. Oh, life is long. Ah, uh, yeah, that's you <laughs> see, I yeah, do you know what? On that note, I can't even you called it what you did there, but that was a low blow, man. Man said he couldn't even perform magic, bro. Oh my god, what, what's what's that spell that they use? They cast in Harry Potter. I can't even, I don't even know what's uh, <laughs> bro. I just honestly, all jokes aside, I don't know where I don't know what direction Chelsea's going at. Um, I know they're in talks with uh Nagelsmann. Um, I think that would be a great appointment, but it's about it's it's great having a top manager there, but it's about backing them as well. All mm-hmm. the signings that Chelsea made were not put of signings, none of them were put of signings. Potter didn't, didn't have the op- the ability or the opportunity to say, I want this player, or I want that player. They just Tardy said, You're gonna get what you're given, man. Just just run with Shut it. your mouth, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'ma run, I'ma run this shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> dog, you don't know me like that, man. Just shut it, man. Just take what I'm giving to you. And if you can't run with that, your ass is on the line. That's what that's what he basically said to Paul, and that was it. History. All right, bro, let me. This was Frank Lampard, yeah, when he coming for the press conference. God. <laughs> hey, bro. Right. First question. He <laughs> was grinning. He from couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe it. He could not believe it. Follicles as well that he got, man, because you know he's been thinning a little bit. Yeah, he went, just, I think he went. I think he went turkey quickly. Quick, Listen. quick turkey thing. Hey, yo, he went to the tur- he went to the man in Turkey. I lined me up quick. <laughs> <laughs> Couple of strands, man. Now listen, it is it is it is a joke, but you know the reason why they're not gonna get any abuse or anything like that. It's just the fact that they got so much money. So it's so mm. like they can. Well, that's afford- not fair. That's it not isn't fair. fair. It isn't fair. I, but life, life. I say, I say that. I'll tell you why it's not fair. That is like United going back and getting Oli. Yeah, 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 I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but listen, Beaks. You see, you let's, see. Let's, let's not even say that before. It, 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 you know what I mean? Sorry, but, sorry, but, but but listen, you see, you see, you see, life. It isn't fair. There's certain things that rich man get away with wearing. Some sometimes they wear disgusting clothes, these space boots, all these kind of different garments, and you're like, bro, that's that's dead swag, dead drip. But you're telling it costs about ten thousand pounds that I'm wearing right now. And then you just sit there and you'd be like, all right, cool. You hold your hands up. Chelsea can afford to make mistakes because they've got the money to do it. They can sack a manager that they give a six-year contract to and Mm. pay him off easily. They can bring in a Frank Lampard easily. 
because the next season, all they're just going to do is just throw money at the project again. And they, we're just going to sit here and just be like, ah, oh, cool. The thing about it is, it is absolutely disgusting what is happening with Chelsea. And they are getting away with it just because they got money. Now, we then think about the whole situation about competition. Like, how fair is competition when it gets like this? Where man could just be throwing 300 million at their, at their, at their club. And then it doesn't work. The next season, another 200 million. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? It's ridiculous. But yeah. for what Frank Lampard has got to do with this club in these next 10 games, <laughs> he still has the opportunity to win the Champions League. Yeah. And if he gets that, it's just like, how as a man that almost getting Everton relegated has the opportunity to go to a... like? This is why if I'm Sol Campbell, yeah, and these other black managers as well, I'm screwing. I'm just sitting there and thinking, how is it that these men just nah, get real, these I hear you, I hear opportunities? You. I'm not trying to make it a racial thing, but I'm just saying like, look, man, like how is a someone like Frank Lampard still getting these opportunities? What has he done in the game that allows him to be able to get these opportunities? It's absolutely mad. And it's crazy. And the thing about it, to not really hear Chelsea fans really in an uproar about this just shows you just where they're at because they just know mm. like, ah, 10 games, then we're going to go for an Enrique or a Nagelsmann or someone like that. So they're not bothered because they know that money will be thrown at their club to fix their problems. Or if it doesn't fix the problems, it just covers the, you know, the cracks and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting to see. Boy, well... Let's see what happens. I mean, if you told me last year that Jean Felix would be, be managed by Frank Lampard, I would have told you, listen, tell Jean Felix to do everything to stay in Spain or even just go back to Portugal, man. But don't come back to this. Even, 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 even Felix with Potter. Even Felix with Potter. On Graham Potter, very quickly, because I don't think we've addressed his sacking um, on this pod. I'm not going to say it was, is it, was it the right or wrong decision because obviously that just wasn't working. Um, but just on him as an individual, considering the job that Deserby's doing at Brighton, would it be fair to say that maybe Potter was not as special as he was being touted to be in the future? Or considering how um, Todd B is doing things at Chelsea, was he just fighting a losing battle considering that they, uh, whoever the manager is, you ain't going to have much control over who actually comes in to help you, you know, build a philosophy. Anyone Paul can go be, for that. will be fine, man. He'll be fine after this. Yeah. I think yeah. everybody I think everybody recognizes the the the, the work Quality. and the type of job that um, Chelsea is about. Isn't it? Listen, I, I heard this before and it was a very good point. You don't you don't um, measure the 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 ability of a manager at Chelsea because there's bigger managers that have gone there they've tripped they fall they've tripped. gone somewhere else yeah. they've continued um, Chelsea is not the Chelsea is not the place where you the only thing is that people would then look around and say oh, you know a manager like a Graham Potter's or the managers like Graham Potter's are can't be trusted to go um, to the likes of Chelsea so be yeah. it Chelsea is just a different beast or whatever. What, what what Graham Potter will be very, very happy is his bank balance. He's yeah. bank balance, his pockets. Nice, clean. 
his nice. pockets are clean right now. And and look at his glow up as well. He was looking nice. shabby Bro, at Brighton. He, he had the mop hair, man. He, he, <laughs> was, he, he went to he went to A Star Barbers. He said, "Line me up, line me up." The suit, suit, everything, suit, the jacket. You know the. Man was looking like John Wick on the sidelines. Mother's life, mother's yeah. life. He, he, he was looking like that guy. I said, yeah. Potter's you know blow saying? up has been a mad thing. But I know so the, up, the upgrade for him on that basis is fine. Uh, in terms of him as a manager, he will be fine at a club. Um, the sure. job that the Zerbi's doing is off the back of of Graham Potter. Let's let's not um yeah. let's not get it twisted. It's not like yeah. um the Zerbi's gone there and it's just been a. Uh, a bad Brighton. He didn't pick up Brighton from the from the bottom of the the league and anything like that. He, he came into a Brighton team that's um that was doing well uh, off the back of Graham Potter, and the Graham Potter will get another job. Uh, you know, I, I could see a Graham Potter at the likes of um um uh, a Leicester or Everton. You know, what I mean, these type of teams there and, and and pushing on. So yeah, man, we'll see. We'll see what happens with, with Graham Potter. No, I. I agree. I agree with that. Just to quickly echo that, I just feel like it's true. You shouldn't measure someone's managerial career at Chelsea. I think what should happen going forward now for him, he'll be in a better position. And I feel like the jump he made from Brighton to Chelsea was too big of a jump. It was too early. I feel like he should have probably gone to a Spurs. And I feel like he should still go to a Spurs. I feel like if I think a manager of his quality, can go to a Spurs, but I actually believe he'll end up at Leicester. I think if he goes Leicester there, I think Leicester, it's a match made in heaven for them. They can just thrive and, and, and achieve so many things with Potter there um, and get get them back to a level where they believe that they should be at. Uh, no pressure, no nothing. I mean, Brendan had four years there. Mm. I think Brendan kind of you know dipped and slightly under... I wouldn't say underachieved. That's Brendan did. Did Brendan win the FA Cup? Yeah, he won the FA Cup. I won't say he underachieved. I just felt like it became stale. Um, but I believe Potter can, you know, find a bit of rejuvenation with that Leicester side. And the, the, the only thing that played. the only thing that I would say, just a Leicester side, I agree to a certain point. But I think mm. like a Spurs, where they are willing to spend a little bit more money than a Leicester, I think that will suit Potter better agreed, because then agreed. I'll, he will be able to get the quality that he really, yeah. really needs. Um, mm. Less obviously his, historically in terms of like being ch former champions, um, uh, trophies, it, it, it gives more of a shining light than most other teams in and around sure. the Leicester kind of level. But a Spurs would be the ideal team where you're playing in Europe, um, you know, whether it be Europa or Champions League, and then also you're spending the types of money that the league is willing to spend yeah. On Jose Mourinho, on Conte, someone like Potter would thrive on that to be able to bring in some good quality players. So, yeah, man. Hey, well, um, we'll we'll put us. We'll, I was going to talk about the relegation six pointers, but I think we'll skip and put them into one. Um, Leeds beat Nottingham Forest two one, a big big win for them. You know, so the title um, that's the title race. <laughs> the, the relegation race is uh, looking just as crazy as ever. Um, funny enough. Um, Crystal Palace won their first game and scored goals after uh, Vieira left. So before that, when Vieira was there, apparently they couldn't score or win. Um, even though Mateta was a goal scorer, I'm still going to scream racism. But we move. Anyway. Um... <laughs> oh. 
Swiftly moving on. Swiftly moving on. Um, let's do some score predictions for the weekend. Uh, just cautious of time. Uh, May night open up the game. Um, and with Everton. Oh fuck, man! Why we fucking kicking off early, man? Yeah, man. Hey, man. You're You're fuming. I'm going to the stadium. And as I'm going to the stadium, I found out that there are no trains departing from Houston. So I gotta go King's Cross, get a, co- a train to Bedford, get a coach to M- um, Milton Keynes, and then get on the train from Milton Keynes oh, to Manchester. Oh, God. Life is not gonna be fun. But anyway, you know what? All I'm gonna say is this if May United dare draw or lose this game after the journey I'm doing, listen, the next podcast is not gonna be very child friendly at all. Not like this one was, but the point being, the next one, hey. I wouldn't even advise anyone 25 or younger to listen to it. It, it needs proper adulthood. <laughs> um, I'm going to go first. May United, I think, 2-1 win. Meeks? I'm going to say 2-0. 2-0. United. Uh, and Dash? 1-0 United. 1-0 United. Okay, so May United get the W uh, for all of us. Brentford-Newcastle. Interesting game. I'm going to go 1-1 draw. Meeks? I'm gonna say, oh no, but Newcastle are on form. Now I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say one-one draw as well. You know, yeah. I'm gonna go for a draw. Uh, two-one Brentford. Two-one Brentford. Okay, Wolves Chelsea. <laughs> Lampard's first game. Uh, <laughs> again. Uh, let's give him a new manager bounce. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and be kind. Yeah. I'm gonna go three-one Chelsea. Weeks. Bond the bounce, bro. Saying one one, fuck that. <laughs> I was, I, I, I was gonna say new manager bounce as well, just for the sake of it. Um, go on, go on, go on, Dash. But yeah, go on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a two one Chelsea. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> what if we're gonna go for a two one loss? <laughs> yeah, that's how nah, I think, no I one. think that, I think it's just, it was just fall into Lampard's lap, man. Just, I hear you, I hear you. No, if they're playing Wolves, they've not even been on... Yeah, you're right. Oh, bro. bro. You're right. Um, Relegation six-pointer here, for sure. Oh, goodness. Leicester, Bournemouth. Uh, Ah. Ah. I'm going to go 2-1 Bournemouth. Beaks. Nah, you know what? I'm going to go 1-0 Leicester. 1-0 Leicester. Dash? 2-0 Leicester. You know Leicester, okay. All right, Leeds Crystal Palace. That's also that's just oh, that's also a six point as well. Actually, um, I'm gonna go Palace 2 1. Beaks, oh, 2 2. Dash 3 1 Leeds, 3 1 Leeds. Okay, yeah, yeah I've, Aston I've, I Villa. These are doing Aston their thing, Nottingham Forest. I'm I can't lie to you, I'm going for Villa 2 0. Beaks, I'm saying 3 0 Villa. 3 0 Villa, yeah. Dash 2 1 Villa, 2 1 Villa. Okay, Fulham West Ham. I really want to back my locals, but boy, they're letting the I team know, down. Man. I know. Oh, god, uh, 1 1. Uh, you know what? No, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I can't do it. 2 1 Fulham, 2 1 Fulham, Beaks. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say one one, one one. Okay, dash. Same scoreline, one one, one one. David Moyes out. Um, Tottenham, <laughs> Brighton. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go Brighton. 
three one. Beaks. Damn. Three 0 Brighton. Two uh, one Brighton. I just, yeah, well, I everyone, all of us have gone for Brighton. No, nah, Brighton, 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 are, Brighton are really good in London. You know, they yeah, actually really yeah, come to London. Actually, they win well here. They win yeah. well. Um, they win well here. They done. They done Spurs last season at, uh, at the um, Tottenham Stadium as well. So mm. I can just um, I can see Steve. Brighton winning that. Yeah. All right. Southampton, Manchester City. Come on, uh, Southampton. I'm, I can't lie to you. I'm going four-one, uh, Man City, and <laughs> and the one is when <laughs> Wood Prowse just scores a free kick because that's what he does, man. Yeah, so four-one oh. Man City beats. Four-one. <laughs> oh man, say less, man. Five 0 City. Yeah, bro, I got a match at G. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, Dutch man. Seeing that seeing that you lot are putting a lot of good energy out there for City, I'm gonna go with <laughs> Southampton 2-1. Ah! All right, all right. All right. Hey, hey, who knows, man? Two one class three kicks. Who knows, man? It could be, could be because Lord knows no one else is square for that team. Um <laughs> Liverpool Arsenal. Uh you know what? I'm gonna go Arsenal three one. Ooh, beats. Ooh, Ooh. yeah, Ooh. yeah. I firmly believe that as well. I firmly believe that three one. Um, I based on what I've said today and how I've you know I've, I actually think that. Uh, nah, do you know what? I hate both, but do you know, oh, fuck, you know, I'm saying two one. Liverpool, I'm so sorry, Dash. I'm so sorry. It's all good, fair man. Enough. It's it's so fair good. enough. Dash, um, I'm going with three two. Arsenal, yeah, of course you're going to Arsenal. Okay, a tight one, yeah. tight one. Hey, if I was, I was very close to saying two two, but three two Arsenal. Okay, if I can say one thing, listen, all I want in this life is for Trent and Van Dyke to continue to be dunked on. So their legacy can be discussed properly. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, you know what? We'll kind of, we'll, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Um, I think that's a nice way to end the podcast. Um, everyone that's listening and watching, thank you for joining us. Of course, before we go, obviously, people we know how we do it over here, so it's a plugging thing. Beaks, what are you saying? You got anything to plug or just your Twitter? Like, oh, just my Twitter app, man. I don't know if I'm gonna be back on YouTube or what or not. I might be. I, I don't know, but my Twitter's there, and you get me. I don't even have to do these things anymore. It's down there. You get me. <laughs> it's what it is. But I just want to thank Kojo for having me on, and it's nice talking to Dash, man. Hey, the wrestling podcast. Catch me on there, bro. I'm gonna jump on you, man. Hundred percent, bro. You're yeah, more than welcome. I've got a lot to say on that right now, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so me too. Me too. CM Punk. Remember what you said about Vincent Man potentially leaving us on this earth? Yeah, soon come. I hope. But anyway, um, Dash. <laughs> <laughs> you got a fit to plug? <laughs> Yo, first and foremost, man, thank you for having me on here. Uh, obviously, talking football, love it as always. Yeah, man, plug in the, the, the wrestling show, as you heard. Do you still watch wrestling? Um, that's like a, a weekly show with myself and Kojo. You can find us on uh, Adasha Sports YouTube, um, Adasha Sports on Instagram, Twitter. 
just obviously go in there and all the links will be available for you guys. And uh, yeah, just same as well for myself at Dasha Sports, which is just giving you all the information about hot topics and trending stories within uh, the world of sports. That's still ongoing. Uh, Premier League uh, reviews and previews are still ongoing as well. So come and catch me on there, man. I don't bite. Come and chat. You know, all of that. Love. Mm. Facts, facts, facts. Great channel there as well. Um, yep, yeah, free me for podcast. If you're listening on the audios, you know where you are. Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast. If you're watching, it's obviously YouTube, free me for podcast, or even Twitter because we stream on there. Apparently, I didn't even know that even happened. And then I went on my Twitter and I saw my face on there talking. So hey, man, free me for on YouTube as well, on, on Twitter as well, and even TikTok and Twitch. Um, there'll be a video up on TikTok coming up very soon to this evening as well. So yeah, but yeah, love. Thank you for joining us, watching us. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. God bless. Have a lovely weekend. And um, yeah, bum with a man.